So, it's, okay, so it's like it's Erev Pesach, okay? Everything we talked about until now, you're all clear on everything until Erev Pesach, yeah. yes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now it's Erev I, oh, I told you about not when you have to finish eating meat and milk, so I got you the exact time, okay? That's not eating. Yeah, no, I got it. Okay. No, so the time to stop eating chametz, okay, is, according to Mordechai Yahu, which most people don't follow, is 9.42. According a.m. A.m. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was obvious, yeah. AM, and according to most others, 10.05. And the time that you have to be rid of your chametz, meaning both burn it and have said what you've had to say, is 10.54 or 11.23. Which one that's for here in Israel? It's for Jerusalem. Okay. Is the room up in the okay, I wasn't going to This is Jerusalem. <laughs> okay. This in this paragraph here. Okay. You have to have said it by then. Okay. Now the Erepetah is also what we call Ta'anit Bechorot, the fast of the firstborn. Okay, talking about when the firstborn Hashem passed over, there's a fast of the firstborn. According to the vast majority of Poskim, this does not apply to women. In any case, even men who keep it, they usually go to a seum. And a seum can, this is one that if you if you go to a seum or to a different that mitzvah, it nullifies it and you don't have to. Okay, so people hear someone say, I'm going to a seum or something like that on Erev Pesach, that's it. Okay, there is a minority opinion, very minority opinion that, that it's women also, okay? And this is for whoever wanted, just by just like somebody, people said, can you print out just uh, that if you're going away and stuff like that, okay? Wait, um, wait, do you all have your handout sheets? The one I gave you the whole, with all the Pesach stuff. So. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait, <laughs> no, there's, there's a whole bunch of them in my drawer. Okay, so bring them, okay. Okay, so now, okay, Erev Pesach is really a day of getting ready for Pesach, getting ready for the Seder. And, okay, where if a lot of people getting ready is resting also because the Seder goes quite late. And a lot of times you've been working very hard before, so. So we're preparing for the Seder. What mitzvot do we have at the Seder? So first of all, the, mitzvah, the main mitzvah of the Seder to tell the story of leaving Egypt. Okay, this is the mitzvah. The mitzvah on the night of Pesach to tell the story. This is a Torah mitzvah. The Mishnah says that someone should tell their children. If they don't have children, the man should tell his wife. And even somebody who is alone should tell the story to himself. So that's the source of the Haggadah. And of course, it should always be told on the proper level of the people who are there. 
meaning there's going to be a very big difference between, and this is a lot of times when you decide where you want to be a guest, there's going to be a very big difference between, can I have one please too? There's going to be a very big difference between, I, I, can I have one? Between a Seder with children and, or with young children and not. Okay, the point of the Seder is not to tell these brilliant boys. Okay, the point of the Seder is so that the people there should feel like they're experiencing the story of leaving Egypt. And different people do it different ways. Some people it's more discussion, some people it's more reading, some people it's all sorts of audio visual aids. Okay, whatever is going to work. Why do they use the audio visual aids in young books? Not audio visual, technological, like primitive audio visual. Like they throw frogs and anything like that. Okay. Right now, things like that. Okay. It's young. Low tech audio. Very low tech. Yeah. Some people make different voices and things like that. Okay, now, um, we start off with the Kara, the Seder place. It's somehow in the, ah, okay, somehow in the, uh, it's not kind of cut off. The most common one is the one here on the left. There are different customs. A Seder plate doesn't have to be an official plate, although you can buy Seder plates. And some of the fine, fine China companies make very, very beautiful ones. But it doesn't have to be. It's just something that you can put them out on whatever, wherever you want to put them out. So let's talk about what's on it, okay? So you have here, you have the shank bone, the zroa. A zroa is a piece of meat. Primarily, it's preferable for it to be lamb, but it doesn't have to be. Okay, you can go, it was in Rami Levy, they're talking about it with Yapa or Osherad, like you can just buy it, buy it. And it has to, you have to roast it. The set on the other side of that, there is an egg which is also roasted. No, meat, I said meat. Meat. The Gemara talks about the other tafshil being. The Zroara is, is the Korban Pesach. The other one can be something else. So the Zroara represents the Korban Pesach. The, the egg represents the Chagita. So that doesn't have to be meat. Um, what do people do who don't have meat at all in their house? Uh, it really depends. Like I know some people who are like very, very strict vegan. Once a year, they take a piece of meat from somebody, wrap it up in like a zillion plastic bags and <laughs> tin foil and like whatever to have it on their, their plate. Um, this is not going to be eaten. There's a about that you're not allowed to eat this during the stay there. Okay. It can be eaten the next day if you want to, but it can't be eaten that night. Why? Exactly, because it represents the Korban Pesach. As opposed to the egg or other things, generally we use an egg. It can be something else. 
that can be eaten. And some places have the custom to eat it specifically. I'm guessing that doesn't count for like a chicken. Like if, if after you're eating like meat. I mean, like eating meat on pasta isn't an issue, is it? Just roasted. No, wait, this isn't the stator. This is ceremonial. Yeah. It's, you look at it. You don't eat it. No, I know. But I mean, after you could, could you have, if someone made a roast meat, like for after the Seder meal. No, that, that night. Do you hear last time? That night you don't eat roast meat. The night of Pesach. But Seder. Roast. Anything. Anything that that is the sari. Right? You can go to Yafa. Yafa's having roast salmon. Okay. Um, there, there are all kinds of other minhagim, and a lot of vegan minhagim did come in. Um, all sorts of things which are like the beet comes from the idea that it's sort of red, whatever. There are oranges, because I don't remember what the woman is like. Right? The it's, like right? it's like a reform American thing. But it's a thing, and, and you'll yeah. see it in all kinds of people. Was the one who said the orange thing? The orange thing. Yeah. Like, um, they're talking about like women, and I just see people like them being allowed in certain spaces, and he's like, they'll soon be like an orange that will say the truth. So, when someone was like, if they were going to add an orange, they'll say the truth. Wait, so. Okay. Um, okay. Now, bitter herbs, maror. Okay, or chazeret. What are bitter herbs? Now, it, we, there are mitzvot on Pesach to eat different things. One of them is maror. The Mishnah gives us a list of different vegetables, which can be maror. Many of them, we are not 100% sure what they are today. And the Mishnah gives it in a order of the best to the least. Where the best, and, and the one that we definitely know today, is what we call in English romaine lettuce. In Israel, that's pretty much the default lettuce. Okay, what you buy when you go to the store and it just says chasa lettuce. That's probably the best. Another one which might be but there's a bit of a difference of opinion is what we call today endives. And the one which is like fifth on the list, but became most popular is horseradish. The reason was because in Eastern Europe, it was still cold, things were still frozen. They were pretty much just eating root vegetables. They didn't have a lot of green stuff. So horseradish became for many Ashkenazim, the default, even though romaine is probably halakhically preferable. Okay, now we have amounts that you have to eat. Okay, you see now. Uh, mm -hmm. And these are, how shall I put it? The night of the Seder, we don't have that many mitzvahs of things you must eat in halach, right? 
So when we have it, we go a little bit crazy, okay? For anyone for whom it will be physically difficult to consume this much, to talk to somebody and find a lower limit. It is okay, it's not a problem. It's not like you have to be deathly ill. It can be just difficult for you. Of course, of course, anybody who has a problem with eating even a, a health problem, with eating even a little of this, for example, people who are very serious, very gluten, things like that, are exempt from the mix. There are gluten-free matzahs. They're made with gluten-free oats. Anyone for whom that would be appropriate, it's wonderful, but it's not appropriate for everyone. Is there anybody who is in such a situation? There are people. There are people for whom it wouldn't be dangerous, just very uncomfortable, and they do, okay? And there's somebody who I know who he makes the effort and he eats a kezayat, not a giant kezayat, but he does. And I was talking to his wife. His wife says he, I, he says he benches once a year on Pesach. Like, he said, well, like, you know, I feel like you bench once a year. It's like saying me, Eli. how much I'm going to bench. It's like, you know, the thing that rolls on. I said, wow, can you imagine? Like, once a year it's like okay but definitely everything that we're talking about here even the ones which are halakhically necessary everybody should so i mean if you can go with these sure and fine you should try but if it will be definitely not if it should be dangerous or if your physical state is such that it will be quite uncomfortable for you, definitely discuss with somebody finding an amount which will work for you, okay? So you see here, I gave you this page with minimum amounts, how much you have to, how much voice radish, how many leaves, how many stalks, etc. Okay, and pretty much can come out to about like the, the stuff that you buy like in, in the bags and around me, maybe about one, full lettuce leaves, which for most people, that's not a problem to eat. But again, if it is for you, then we'll talk about it. So the theater plate, like, is it like there's a Seder plate and then can you have like a separate? Yeah, yeah, so usually what, what, what usually the Seder plate is just to show. So let's say having 30 people, you can't have enough on a plate uh, for that much. So the plate, Seder plate is usually more you know, for for show, but you have on the side. Do they have to be in that order, or can they just? Be no, the, I'm saying we have. I gave you here three different customs. There, there are three different. And you're confused because you're confused because somehow in the copying it came out weird because like it and it starts on the page before. It, it came out weird in the copying. Okay. But everyone sort of understand it? Okay. Okay. Um, Carpath. Carpath, we're going to dip into the salt water. It can be any vegetable which is not maror, raw or cooked. That's easy enough. Mm -hmm. 
And then it dipped into salt water, or the Shulchan Aruch says it can also be vinegar. Why else? What? Salt water is gross or vinegar is gross? Balsamic vinegar? Balsamic, that's different. It's already wine side. No one says what kind of vinegar. There are there. You what? It's gorgeous. There's uh, vinaigrette. There's, there's good kinds of vinegar. Right? No, it's crudite. You know? <laughs> it's pretty good. Right? You can do good stuff with it. I mean, no, it's more traditional. The salt water, but I do it. But I always wanted to put out like a, for Pesach. They, for Pesach, they import like they have a kosher line of the very of the very good Italian balsamic Modena and things mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, so I mean, for Pesach, they that you can they import really good vinegars. <laughs> like know that they only make a kosher line for Pesach. Okay. What does that mean? That we're going to talk about it, but I'll just talk about setting up, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll everything you'll see then. Okay, haroset. Haroset, which uh, you want to, it, it's supposed to like remind us of the mortar, the brick. So there are different, you know, different in, in the Yerushalmi, in different places, there are serving suggestions what to make it out of, but it basically has to be like a mush. Um, the, there is a general minhag custom to, do what it's things that are in the shir hashirim. A lot of people put in apples, dates, pomegranates, wine, nuts. The Yerushalmi say because in, in Egypt they also gave them straw, they have to use straw in the bricks. So ginger, because ground ginger looks like when you like ground ginger looks like straw. What? You need this ingredient or no, no, no. Yeah. For women to get the men to, to like believe in the Bula, that they would have it would they would bring the men under tree for protection from the from the mitzvah. They will under the under the apple the apple tree, and that's why an apple is yes. Or you can buy it. I saw in Rami Rebbe they have it in in jars. Okay. No, right. But but again, none of these things are. So definitely if you're having somebody like nuts, which is definitely if you're having somebody with a nut allergy at your Seder, you know, it's it's not like, you know, okay. And then my sister will take like two or three other like countries and do a collection. That's so good. Not too much, you know, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One can forget which one where they, they make the promotion into balls. They don't have it. They, like, they like mold them into little balls. And how do they dip into that? I have no idea. Okay. I guess you dip into a ball. I guess if it's a softball, if it's a softball. I think it's a and it's like, it's so cool. Like every country is so different. Also, each country had what they had. We have to remember that a lot of this stuff is practicality. A lot is practical. Like, what do they have? Very cool idea. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so that's the Seder plate. Everyone also, matzah. On the table, there are three matzahs. Okay, the Vilna Gaon only used two, but most people use three. So if you go to somebody who uses, follows the Minhagim of the Vilna Gaon, he will have two. The reason two is, I mean, two is always every Shabbos Lechem Mishnah. Why do we have three? Because we break the middle one. So then we don't, if we would only have two, we would have one and a half. The Vilna Gaon said one and a half counts. It's two. Everyone else says, no, you should still have two. So that's why we have three. Okay. Now, in some places, everyone will have three matzahs in front of them. In other places, only the person who's leading the Seder. In other places, in a few different places. Okay. It doesn't really matter. You're going to need enough matzah to eat during the Seder. But what's on there has to be three. But some people have, you can even have the Seder plate in a few different places if you have a lot of people. Everyone, you know, everyone has to figure out how to do it. But like, I know that for things like the, like the wine or whatever, which I'm not head up, like all the wine that you're going to need through the night has to be on the table. No. But is that true with matzah? Like you can bring matzah. Even the wine doesn't have to be. It doesn't? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Because Nothing has to be. Use, like the matzah just for three, and then you can just bring more than you need. Yes. Yes. Okay. You can you can do it with everything if you because we we'll, we'll, we'll get to the wine okay we're not to the wine yet but thank you that's a, a very important question okay okay so that's what's on the table yeah. okay now there are a lot of other customs. Some places decorate the table with all sorts of greenery. Some people, some people don't even. Now, one of the other halachot is what we call haseba. Haseba means to recline. Originally, reclining was the way free people ate as opposed to slaves. As in, anyone who's seen Roman, like all the movies of the Romans and the togas and, right? And exactly, right? And you have the servant, right? You have the slave. So what is it? The fact that you're the one lying there, right? And the Mishnah says even a poor person for that night should act like he's a free person. Okay, so you're reclining, right? So what does reclining mean? Anyone who like saw those movies, right? It's like you're Okay, or even more modern movies about toga parties and stuff. Okay, or the Animal House. You're. Oh, I thought it was like I thought it was before all your times. Okay. 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 Um. Okay, but it's reclining. Reclining is like to lie. Like okay. Now the Gemara says you should lie on your left side. Why? Because of the anatomy of the body that the food pipe is on the left and the windpipe is on the right. So if you would lean that way, the food could, you could choke. Oh. Okay, so that's why you lean on your left side. And it doesn't matter if you're right-handed or left-handed. What? Well, let me finish, let me finish the sentence. Okay, now, okay, that, that's the halacha. The halacha is that everybody has to. However, there are differences of opinion about women. Okay, Shulchan Aruch says important women. 
reply. Right. And then the Ramban, who's Ashkenazi, says, all our women are important, but our custom is that women don't reply. <laughs> okay. So the truth in the truth in Okay, so the truth is whatever you do, you're okay. Okay, whatever you do, you're okay. I would also suggest if you're going to be a guest to say we neder and like, you know, in Rome do as the Romans do, literally. And okay, and don't take, say, this is my minhag, just, you know, say I'm doing it because this is how I'm going to feel comfortable in this place where I am now a guest. But you always have to be. Yeah, I feel like when I eat it, I sort of feel like, I feel like that's like a burden. Police in the matzah. No, according to some, for everything. Uh, some people do the whole thing, really, except for the marah. Wait, 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 it's okay. Wait, 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 listen, listen, listen. I'm giving like, and I know it says here till 510. I am staying until we finish all our questions. Do not worry, okay? Okay, good. Now, right, so the problem is most people have dining room sets, right? And it's all, I mean, it's really nebby, right? It's like so pathetic. Like you're sitting there and people are sitting there in these dining room tables and then they take like a pillow off of their bed and they do something very, it's like really uncomfortable, okay? But you don't really have a lot of choice if you're in that. Um, other places, like, well, what do we do in my house? In my house, we just put out all kinds of like uh, futons and beanbag chairs and everyone just chills out. No, we don't use a table, we use like tray tables, you know, like for the, we have like a big one in the middle, like uh, like uh, you know, our like uh, with with the the, the the theater plate on it, and in front of everyone is like a low table. I mean, this year, like I finally did, my husband wanted and bought a whole bunch of them because they were on sale at IKEA. But until then, we also we just like we use a lot of times use crates and covers them nicely. But that's how we do it. My husband would be really happy if we would even eat like that. But we have the table set for people who want to eat like just for the meal, for people who don't want to eat their soup and stuff like that. So we have the table set in the corner. But most of the Seda, we're like, just all like kind of chilling like that. But you have to be like creative to do it. Yeah, which is kind of defeats the point. Right, exactly. Which is why the Rav, yeah, who like, he, he says people should today shouldn't recline because today reclining is... Right, exactly. It's kind of right because it's like it's really quiet when you're like it's just very uncomfortable sitting at a crowded table, yeah. and you're sitting at a crowded table. It's uncomfortable enough, and then somebody shoves the pillow behind you. It doesn't Wait, make so you feel good. Yes, opinion of the rabia, the rabia, yeah. I mean, there is there is an opinion, but generally men do okay, and women can decide and decide what they want to do, like do haseba, not do haseba. Well, definitely as a woman, you should do whatever you feel comfortable with. No, they, they're important, but they hold like the round. Yeah, that's exactly what he says. They don't. The yeah. Yeah. See a woman who doesn't like, want to reply in front of men and stuff. Maybe you can see it. Come on. You can see it's kind of. It's kind of like some you can see how a woman might not feel comfortable. Yeah, okay. Because we don't really reclining, not just sticking a pillow behind your shoulder. <laughs> okay. Wait, was really reclining? Is it like 
like like really reclining but to the left oh did you like just put it there yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Everyone go into YouTube and look at all the movies of reclining scenes. What was that Monty Python movie? Life of Brian. Okay. No, you think I was? You think I, I watched like one movie a year, but I remember it. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. What? Oh, we're talking. Why is it three months? No, it's three months. Is because you need two. Yeah. And we're going to break one, so then you're not going to have two anymore. Yeah. Exactly. No, people say COVID may be slow and much hour and medium. But let's be practical, right? <laughs> Let's be practical. Okay. What? Okay. Um. Okay, so that's the table is set up. You come home. Okay. And there are things like there are different. There are people who decorate the whole table with like greenery, all kinds of customs, and okay. You'll go places, you'll see all kinds of customs. And then there are people who also put all kinds of things out, like runners that look like the Red Sea and runners that look like the Ten Flames. Right, somebody just showed me they bought like these. Yeah, somebody just showed me they bought like paper dolls of like, you know, all kinds of things to put on. I mean, you can really... Right, there's a lot of very, very cool stuff that you can do. Yeah, because the greenery around the house, like, and then how like, you spend the spring time? Yeah, because it's Chag the holiday of spring, yeah. Okay? Right. And there's a lot of tables. What? I'm sorry. No, some people have, like, on the tablecloth, lots and lots of, all the people that you have. If you want to move the table, Okay, everyone figure out what works for you. Okay. Okay. Um, some Ashkenazi men wear a kittel. I don't know what the kittel is. The white, uh, white robe thing. Okay, it's a custom. What? What did you say? Uh. Okay. So now we're beginning the Seder. Now the Seder has a very specific order, okay? The Seder, that's why it's called Seder from order. Okay, Kadesh or Chatz. Um, now, okay, you have that here on this page of the handouts? Okay. So let's start from the beginning. Kadesh. Kadesh is Kiddush. The difference between Kadesh, Kiddush, and what Kiddush, normally when we have Kiddush, like on Shabbos and Yom Tov, is here, Kiddush is the first of the four cups. So usually one person makes Kiddush and the person who's making Kiddush has a cup of wine and then everyone else can either drink from the wine or not drink from the wine. There is still Yotzei Kiddush. Here, it's the first of the four cups. So everyone has a cup of wine in front of them. Women are obligated in four cups. Women are obligated in matzah. Women are obligated in maror. 
Can one person make the Kiddush Right. But everyone has a cup in front of them. Yeah. And the cup is full. Now, now let's talk about what does the cup have to be, okay? Right. Okay. So first of all, let's talk about minimum amounts, okay? And as I have here, right, Shiurim, okay? Minimum of wine here is 86 cc, 3.0 fluid ounces. That should be the size of the cup, where for each cup, you have to drink rovkos, most of the cup, more than 50% of the cup. So it's coming out to a little over an ounce and a half okay, that you have to drink. The cup has to be. However, if the cup is bigger, you still have to drink. So you should be careful when you write, careful to choose your cups, okay? But why is it bad? What? Why is it bad? It's not bad, but if you don't want to, if you want to drink the minimum and you have a big cup, you still have to drink the majority. If you want to drink, no, you want to drink, drink as much as you want. But I'm saying you, you choose your cup. Like, like the best thing to do, like I think like most hosts should do is just have like a big box of cups and let everyone choose the one they feel comfortable with. What should be in the cup? Okay. Okay, so there's a matter of preferable and least preferable here, okay? Um, and again, we'll, we're, right now we're not talking about people who have issues, people who have health issues, we'll talk, everyone should talk about in their own thing. Okay, preferably wine is preferable to grape juice, but slightly preferable, meaning that someone who has difficulty with wine definitely, definitely is yotze with grape juice. You can also make a mixture where it's better to have a mixture which is more wine, like you know, and they, they sell it, they sell it. It's 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 awful, but they sell it. <laughs> Some places call it 60-40, other places call it, and then they have a flat cow, Moria light. There, there, it's awful. It's it's not light, it's it just wine that's been diluted. It, it's bad. And, and I think this begin with it wasn't a good wine. So when they put it, it just I, I find it very, I, I mean, it's philosophically, it's great, but it's not very tasty. In any case, 100% using grape juice is fine. Okay? Yeah. What is like grape juice? It's like, I actually flew around with that. It's like, what is it? But what is it? Like, what, what is like it made out of? Have but what is it? What is it? But what makes it less sugar? Is it diluted or is it different grapes? I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Oh, well, if it's halachically diluted that it's the majority, it's not preferable, but we have the order, right? Best is wine, then wine to grape juice, then more grape juice to wine, then grape juice, then with water, the same thing with water. That Anyone who can drink pure wine or pure grape juice, that is preferable. Mm -hmm. Um, red is preferable to white. However, if either you're in a place where the red wine is bad and the white wine is good, or if you have a very, very strong preference for white wine, you can definitely drink white wine. Some people say that it's, it's nicer. When we talk about red, red is like not white. So something like you would call a rosé or a blush yeah. or something like that is considered red in Hawaii. So some people take white wine and they just put in enough red to give it a color. 
Okay, when you're choosing your wines that you're going to be drinking, it's a lot and it has to be drank quickly. Okay, it's not sip. The wine of the Seder has to be drank in, okay, we, we have it here, time limits, okay? If it's possible to drink it in like one or two swallows, in any case, it should be, okay? It shouldn't be more than, um, there are different, amount, different amounts of time which are given between like two and eight minutes. Wow. Okay, right. So you should choose a wine that's an easy to drink wine. No, for some people it's it's fine, no problem. They're used to it, but like, and definitely grape juice is fine. Okay. Okay. It's not that much though. But it's not that much if you think about it, it's like, you know, it's not that much. When you're talking about over the course of the night. It comes out to about six ounces. That's not very much over the course of a night of wine, okay? But uh, definitely choose a wine, and you know, or else gift your host with a wine that's going to be a wine that you're going to want to drink. Okay, um, there's a custom, and again, of course, this custom should not be done if it makes anyone feel uncomfortable that, like, again, showing like that we are all like, you know, rich people with people like, you know, we're not the ones who serve, we're served. People pour each other the wine and don't pour their own. Definitely, if there's somebody who you have a concern, maybe there's someone not halakhically Jewish or someone who has different alcohol problems or things like that, it's a custom and don't do it if it's going to make anybody feel uncomfortable. For sure, you can do grape juice with chatrila. Grape juice is fine. Okay, grape juice is fine. So, so you said, what's the pouring you try to Minhag? Like minhag. Like a strict minhag? No, like no, no, no. And a nice minhag, but not a. What? Because it's like, it's like showing like, oh, they're serving me. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm so, it's like, on Pesach, we are like people who are being served instead of because we were slaves. And now it's like, but this is like, these are custom. I'm definitely not a custom. I mean, something you should be aware of because you're going to go to people's houses and they're going to say something like, can you pour wine for me? And that's like weird. So know why they're doing it. Okay. But definitely the custom should not be done if there's anybody there who will feel uncomfortable with it. When after you've been drinking, you can fill up your cup again. Stupid question, and we will go through. I'm like really sorry, but like three times you said this is probably a stupid question, but and none of them were. <laughs> okay, they were all really good questions, but that's how these are really good questions. Okay, okay, okay. No, we'll talk about it in a minute. Okay, the the, the better answer to your question, and I'll tell you a really. Whatever story about our celebration in that question, okay? So, okay, so we filled up the cup of wine. And like I said, we're filling it up before Kiddush. And Kiddush will be said over the cup of wine at the end of Kiddush. Okay, some people who stand for Kiddush, some people sit for Kiddush. Even some people who normally stand for Kiddush sit for Kiddush on Pesach. But, okay, you know, again, do what you're supposed to doing, what's, what's being done. And then at the end of Kiddush, everybody drinks reclining, if you're reclining, the wine. 
okay, where you have to drink rov kos, most of your cup of water. Yes, you have to drink more than half of your cup. That's why you should be clever, you know. Right. No, no, no. This is much, much. This is probably closer to like six ounces or more. No, it's about. I would say it's about. Okay. Three ounces. That's what you're allowed to bring on an airplane. Just in case you have to be, you have to not bring kiddush on an airplane. Containers, let's go to a pharmacy. Yeah. <laughs> that is cool. When you hear three ounces, I just think of like traveling. You know what? There's probably you some. You can't plant a bomb, I guess. There's probably a Jewish guy in Homeland Security who thought of it. What song should it be? That was like the number he knew to throw out. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so that's it. Um, in that meat store, the the paper goods store here, they have like lots and lots of packages of pretty nice disposable, and it says on it how many ounces it is, like on the package. So that's pretty a good way to look. Okay. And they have, they have some really nice ones. And they have some that looks like crystal. They have some that look like silver. They have, they have some pretty nice looking ones. Okay, but you definitely, okay. Now, the next one is rechat, washing your hands without a bracha. Why? Because the halacha is that when you dip something with using your hands, you have to wash your hands before you do it. And now we're going to be dipping the carpus. Which type of washing hands is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, no, 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 one, one. One, 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 one. Huh? It's um, different minhag. Because, why? Because, like it's a, because it's a minhag one. So like you wash in the morning? Yeah, and some people even only do one. Okay? Some people don't only do one. One, one. So minhag is your diet. Okay? It says without a bra. Okay. When I was like, I was really little, like two or three, I was like, this was like the first joke I made up. Okay. And I saw, like, and I was like so proud of myself, I made up a joke because like it said in my Haggadah, don't say I'll meet you at your And I thought it was like the funniest thing. I couldn't stop laughing like all night. I can make up jokes. Okay, but seriously, you do it. And now the carpas. Carpas is a small piece of vegetable dipped. Okay, now you do not have to use your hands. You can use a toothpick or a fork or whatever you, you want. Um, the custom is that we wash. You know, the Yemenites, they wash if they eat anything in water, even no matter what. Yemenites wash on cornflakes. Well, nobody eats their cornflakes in milk with their hands, the right. Yemenites, but they they wash before it. Or if you or if you like you wash an apple and then you eat it, but that's everyone. They have yeah. to eat it with. Okay, so we do because but the fact that you washed doesn't mean you have to use your hands. Okay. Um, as I said, the vegetable can be 
Petak can be any vegetable which is not a kosher vegetable for Maror. That, that really gives you a whole lot of leeway. Correct. Right. Okay. So that means, and it can be cooked or raw. Okay. It can be cooked or raw. I mean, like, you know, there are people who use bananas. Right. Yeah, it's kind of weird, I think. Uh, but you can. Yeah. With your hands. With your hands. And you're eating fresh. Like you're waiting yeah. fried. Yeah. And you're supposed to wash. Yeah. Yeah. It's a washcloth. You don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. Because of the tuba. Like yeah. those. But most people most people aren't mocked. Then why would today. you wash it after the bracha? Because the bracha was only instituted for right. bread. The bracha is only as part of the whole ritual. Well, you don't need the, the bracha. To get rid of the tube. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That that's a good way to that 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 thank you. <laughs> that was a good way to put it. Okay. Um now Ashkenazim, okay, say like as opposed to, well, kazayat is so much, like a kazayat of moror is like that, like a whole big leaf, say you should not eat more than a kazayat which means that you're eating a really, really small bit because here we say, no, no, kazayat no, no, it means olive size. So you're eating like an olive size piece of vegetable. Why? The reason why is because on the moror, since it's something that we eat as a sign of bad, so we don't want to make a bracha on it. So here we have in mind, but we don't want to make a bracha achrona because then we'd have to do the moror. So the Ashkenazi way of getting around this is to eat a very, very small piece, okay? Which is why, as I told you last time, definitely recommended to eat something before candle lighting because it's gonna be a long time until you actually eat. Yeah, you have in mind when you do this, that is gonna be the bracha chrona over the, the, I'm sorry, the bracha rishona, you're not making a bracha chrona because the bracha, baratri ha'adama, is going to also carry over to the maror, which it's not clear if you have to make a bracha on it. Oh, okay. So we have it in mind. Okay. Yacha. And everything that we eat except for the maror is, in case I forget to say it, we eat with reclining. If you're reclining, eat for, eat for all these foods except for the maror. Okay. Yachatz. Yachatz is you cut the middle matzah in half. What? Cut, right? Whatever. Whatever you want to do with it. You say you were kind when you eat these pieces. Yeah. So it's okay. not just the wine. Right. It's everything you it's it's the wine, it's the it's the wine, it's the carpas, it's the matzah. Some people will recline the whole meal also. Okay. Yachatz is you divide the middle matzah and the bigger half is going to be put away as the afikoman. The afikoman is what you're going to eat at the end of the meal. Is hidden is not a halakhic term. It's covered. I mean, like the people wrap it or else you can buy very fancy like afikoman bags, but it's like wrapped and put away to be revealed again. Yes, many customs have 
arose around this. Of like, one of the big mitzvahs of the Seder is to tell the children. So it says that Rabbi Akiva would kind of like just snap pieces of matzah or them and play games with it. And the point is to keep the children awake. It's, it's night, usually past their bedtime. Everyone has to think what's going to work for their children. It's like I said, some people it's going to be puppets and some people it's going to be songs and some people it's going to be throwing candies all the time. And one of no, right? What? It's fun. Everyone has to know their shame. Okay, everyone, like, what's going to work? No, but everyone, right, but. Okay, so one of the customs that developed was the custom of stealing the afikomen. So then you're, you're staying awake the whole time because the afikomen is all the way at the end. And then um, you have to eat the afikomen at the end, right? Everyone has to eat the afikomen at the end. So then you say, okay, well, if you don't give me a bicycle, I'm not going to give you the afikomen back. To which the Shulchan Aruch says, if the afikomen does not get found or returned or whatever, you just go into the kitchen and take out another piece of matzah and say, okay, this is the afikomen. <laughs> so that kind of ruins the fun. But you, know, you have to think, is that something that's going to work in your family? Or is that something that's going to make the kids, instead of paying attention to the Seder, be running around and sometimes people get competitive and then it's going to be, so you have to think, does it work for you or not? Okay, I will tell you that when my daughter was three, and it was like the first time we did Seder at my parents' house, they just made Aliyah, and they really wanted to do it, and they had bought her a bicycle, and like, you know, they said, tell her she wants a bicycle, right, and whatever. Um, my father, he wrote a lot, he wrote um, textbooks about Jewish law, he was also a very high-powered New York attorney, but was very, so I mean, okay. And my daughter, like we told her, oh, and steal the afikomen and hide it here. And I we told her everything to do. Okay, then we get to the end. And my father, as he did for his whole life, said, who stole the afikomen? It says in the Torah, won't he know? And my daughter burst into tears and ran away. And then started yelling at everyone, you told me to do it, you told me to do it. And now I don't think of it, you told me I have to. And she was like, traumatized. <laughs> we never did it again. We never, never stole the outing moment again. And everyone gets a present at the beginning of the holiday. So there's no competition or no nothing. But it was just like, she was so sad. It was. <laughs> She was just like so traumatized that like we like never did what? Yes, she did. And no, but they didn't have anything else to do with the bicycle for a three-year-old. <laughs> so she got the bicycle. But it never we never saw the office company. No, but you have to think, is it something that's gonna enhance your Seder or is it gonna detract from it? All of these things. Everyone can make up all kinds of games, anything that's going to work, okay? Now, now we begin Magid. Magid, what? It's not color wars, yeah. Magid begins with, okay, Halach Ma'anya. This is said in Aramaic. This is the bread of affliction, okay, or the poor bread that our fathers ate in the land of Egypt. I'm not going to go through the text because you have enough other things at this Yom Yun that are going to be talking about the text. But this is the beginning when we say, 
we're, we're remembering the Korban Pesach. We're remembering Yerushalayim. The same way at a wedding, we remember Yerushalayim. We remember, we say, this year we are here. Next year we will be in Israel. This year we are slaves. Next year we will be free. Now, okay, there's some Haggadahs which, where it says remove the kara, the place. Others say cover the masses here. So there are different customs. Now, this is getting back to the cup question. Now the second cup of wine is poured. There are four cups of wine. Each of the four cups of wine has a mitzvah done over it. The first cup is the cup of Kiddush. The second cup is the cup of the Haggadah. The third, look what we're pouring it now to say the Haggadah. We'll drink it at the end of the Haggadah. The third is the cup of Birkat HaMazon. And the fourth is the cup of Hallel. Okay? So it will tell you very straight in your Haggadah when to pour, when to drink. Uh, the story about Rav Soloveitchik, like about Rav Soloveitchik's father. When, when did he pour it? He Here, pour right it. before Manishtana. You see, it says, remove the plate and pour a second cup. Every Haggadah will have the instructions, okay? What was the first? Okay. Okay, now I wonder what happened. So, as Rev. Soloveitchik tells when he was a little boy, his father, Rev. Moshe Soloveitchik, and they had a guest over, and the guest at the, towards the very end of the Haggadah spilled his wine. And Rev. Soloveitchik's father said, it says in the Gemara, that the second cup of wine is the wine that we read the Haggadah over. So, pour yourself another cup of wine and read the whole Haggadah over. <laughs> and start over. <laughs> No, we don't pass it oh, that way. Right. But it was, it was a great, isn't that a great story? <laughs> no, but which cut was that? Which celebration? Which celebration? Rabbi Yosef Dov's wrong father. The wrong father. Isn't that a great story? <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, that story put me into such like whatever. What I was looking for when I was. Right. But what I want to buy, I'm looking, I, want, I have to go into like one of the pan meat stores. I want to get like coffee's kind of cups with covers. Right. But I don't know if they have any. Do they have any small? I want to look for it. I want to, that would be cool, right? No, it doesn't have to be open. If you can find it, if anyone finds it. Okay. Yeah, so much. Oh, by the way, by the way, Shmita, Shmita. Don't you, yeah, in any case, we're going to like, you know, do the dumps for day after the 10 plagues. So the second cup should not be Shmita wine. And in any case, if you are using Shmita wine, you're going to have to drink the whole thing. So, like, you use Shmita wine wisely. Okay. No, you're not allowed to do it because that's like wasting it. So the second cup shouldn't be Shemitah wine. According to most, you should even fill it, refill, like, you know, do a top it up. Yeah. Ooh. The truth is the question, your, your question is a much deeper one than the Seder, but it's like, are you machmir every time you have a cup of a mitzvah to do it? So if you're normal, a machmir, you should be. If not, then 
Non-mevushal is, is definitely halachic, always halachically preferable. However, not at the expense of making somebody uncomfortable. Okay, it's, it's um, no, like it's, I, I remember like, like my, I told this in the married couples class, because I was talking to married couples class about like different minhagen, and you have one minhagen, you have another, and one person wants to take on a minhag and the other doesn't and things like that. So I gave you an example of that and like in my house, we try to, if it's a minhag, it's going to affect everyone. You have to right, get approval. So my husband decided he wanted to be machmer on Yain Romer Voshal. So he said, is that okay with you? And I said, yeah, it just means I have to read more labels in the supermarket, but no problem, okay? So he only says, he only says Kiddush on it. And then it was fine. And then we had somebody, uh, whatever, and we had these non-Jews but like non-Jews who Senate converted and they didn't know anything about Judaism and they came for Shabbos. And like, oh no, what do we do now, right? And they, they didn't know anything. It's not like, you know, there, there are non-Jews who know, they were like way, way out in the, okay? They had never, except for their son, they didn't, they didn't know any Jews. And like, okay, oh no, oh no. And my husband had some really bad ideas of like slate of hand that I said, well, this will not work. And then finally, I said, wait, these people don't know anything about Judaism. So let's just, when boys like your bar mitzvah say Kiddush, they don't know that the father says Kiddush, this one says it's bar Torah. So everyone does different things. This one says Berkatamazan, this one says this. So let's just have it. And then afterwards, I'll show them around something, then you make your own Kiddush. That's what we did. Because then all of a sudden I realized they don't know that it's customary for a father to make Kiddush and not a kid. I was fine because it wasn't my minhag, so I had no problem hearing it from my son, right? I had no problem because I didn't take on this minhag. And then meanwhile, I said, oh, do you want to see, you know, and I showed them different things. They didn't notice. And like, it was a, it was a good way out, but like, it doesn't always work. I, mean, I had a worse story. We they had this Russian family who had come and we were sort of like, you know, we taking care of them and adopted them. And, and on Sukkot, they decided they wanted to invite us over. We knew that the woman wasn't halachically Jewish. And they were very careful. And she said, you know, I tried so hard. So I only bought the candies that were wrapped. Like she had little wrapped chocolates and wrapped hard candies. And she had to peel their own. She was like trying so, so hard, right? And then she takes out this bottle of Namabusha wine. And she says, oh, and I saw this has this wine. They told me this is a good hashka. And she starts opening it. And she tried so hard, so hard. It was like, really nice. What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, stop and come give me put the right words into my mouth, okay? And finally, like I said, I said, you know, like, I'm like so disappointed because like, what, as soon as you invited us, I was looking forward to having some really good vodka. <laughs> now, Okay, so then she said, oh, she went and opened her freezer, takes a bottle of Now, like, for me, vodka is like vodka and cranberry juice or in Coke or in something like that, know? Like, it's not like, it's like that much in a cup of something else. Like, and then she says, oh, you were looking forward to vodka. I don't remember the rest of the evening. 
And it was cold. They put it in the freezer. Oh, it was like it was too good. It was even sick and it was out. But it was. <laughs> okay. Manishtana. Manishtana. The Mishnah says it gives Manishtana. Actually, not if you think because the, the Seder should be done in a way that encourages people to ask. The questions don't even have to be the text, but later, just like everything in our davening, it became a text. The Mishnah talks about Manishtana, and it's said by one of the people. It does not have to be the youngest person at the Seder. Okay, some people have a cousin. Definitely doesn't have to be. And it says that if a person is even doing their own Seder, they should say it to the ask themselves the questions. But some places all the children sing it together, some places each child sings one, some I mean everyone, like I said, you have to work, people sing it in different languages sometimes, different tunes. The point is keeping everybody involved. And now we answer, and this is the text of the Haggadah. We're not going to go into the text of the Haggadah because that's what, I hope you're having a lot of about it at the Yom Yun, okay? Um, so we're just going to skip through. Get up to page 24, yes. Are in a situation where it might not be like the religious like, environment. Um, I know that there is like certain things that don't have to do with the Mahmoud about like staying or whatever. Do, do those mean things only come within the Magid section? And the other stuff in the Haggadah, like they are really mandatory, or are, is there also like. Oh, the Magid section, what Kiddush has to be said. There is the Magid. And Hallel has to be said. And then the songs after Hallel you can cut out. But then, okay. but then the other stuff, like, Yachad's just great, that takes a second. And that, that's, you're doing something. So. And the hard part, you know, the, the hard part to sit through, and I have ADHD, so I'm saying this, is, is Magid. Right. Yes, definitely. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, okay? But there's not really other place because Karpas, that's what takes a second to eat. And people usually like the eating stuff. You're not going to like cut out the eating stuff. So, okay, and then the songs at the end, of course. So the hollow is a mitzvah also. It is hollow. Yeah. Well, and the food, but food you're not going to cut out. They can convince. What? Because of a younger child? Right, I know some that kid who, yeah, okay, whether it's spectrum, maybe things like yeah. that, yes, but if, yeah. if the child is going to go to sleep at a, before Chatzot, they can continue afterwards, okay? Um, a lot has been written, by the way, it's like, a, I, 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 I learned to be a yo'etzit for 
mental health halachic issues from Rabioni Rosenzweig, who was like, yeah, and he had, if you go into Rabioni Rosenzweig on, on Facebook, he has, or Migraine Ethics, which is organization, he has guidelines for people with various mental challenges for the Seder. Okay, which is very, he really, okay, it's very important that people should be aware of it. every holiday there is, but he is specifically for Pesach. Okay, uh, 24, this is the 10 plagues, and we say them, we take a little bit out of our cup like this, Dam, Bardem, which is why it shouldn't be Shemitah wine. You, you, you've done that. Like we could offer your saucer. No, but in terms of Shem, I don't talk about you. No, but the point is, the point of taking it off is like my cup is not full because somebody suffered. So it's like sort of defeating the point. Like saying some people suffered, so how can my cup be full? Your cup, yeah. This is a custom, and it could be that other that there is such a custom, okay? In my house, the oldest daughter who isn't married yet had to go dump them out and flush them down the toilet so she gets married. It's a real old one, but we don't do shit the one. You don't do that with the wine. Like when you're going to buy your wine, make sure you have one bottle, which is no service. In any case, by pet, by pet, you have to get Okay. Oh, poor thing. How many years has she been doing? I don't know. I don't know how long, like, when they started making it a thing. Yeah, I hope I never have to do it. Well, that'd be awful. I'd hurt a Yeah, of course. But, like, I hope I hope none of us have to do it. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's not the daughters. Yeah. It's by Pesach, you have to get rid of all of the. the What's our baking wine? Yeah. You have to make it half care. Oh, you cannot own it after that. No, you can make it half. You can re take retake ownership, but you have to do either beer, destroy it, or and make it half care. The wine with the kedusha, the shmita wine. No, I'm saying that each, each. Um, each type of Shemitah produce mm -hmm. has a date by which you can hoard it. We had a big wine party Friday night. <laughs> we had like, like all this done from her and my, own, my older kids. Oh, we did really Friday. <laughs> I felt like all my older kids here, here, wide, wide. And they were like, you know, and my husband was saying, well, we have beer, we have to get. I said, I don't care if you get, you know, the beer, you'll drink another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a beer for Chabot. Yeah, yeah. The beer is real Chabot. Yeah, beer is super Chabot. Yeah. <laughs> no, beer is really Chabot. Okay. Um, okay. And on page 29, that's where we have Rabban Gamliel Hayaomer. Rabban Gamliel used to say, whoever has not said these three things on Passover has not fulfilled his duty. 
Passover Safrai, sacrifice of Korban Pesach, Matzah, and Maror. And then we have a paragraph explaining each one. This is minimum Hagadah. I mean, yes, the wine and Kiddush and all that, but minimum Magid is this. So first of all, people who have different health and mental health challenges or people with physical health challenges and can't stay away from, or people who are in like first responders and things like that. And there are a lot, a lot of stories of people who, like there are always stories in people who, um, when the communists came into power, then they, they were trying to make people not be Jews and forget they would take all the children on a class trip and bring them home at practically midnight. He says he remembers his parents taking him and just reading to him Pesach Matzah and Marah. And there are stories about like, it's like 30, I don't know, 20 something years ago, there was a big terrorist attack at the Park Hotel in Netanyahu on Pesach night. And doctors were saying that like between surgeries, they would just say Pesach Matzah and Marah because, and, and people in the army and there are all kinds of stories. Um, Pesach is very often, there's a lot of, um, threats of terrorist attacks. And also it's a time where, because there are threats and also it's a time where um, since it's like Jews aren't, people aren't working and things like that, it's a lot of time when uh, wanted terrorists are captured. Wow. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on on holidays also. Because they're not worth, they feel freer to, and it's like they get intelligence and things like that. Um, where I live is like between two, Arab towns, and a lot of times we see it. Kermetsur, it's so between Gush Etzion and Hebron, but for these purposes, between Bidumar and Chacho, two big Arab places. And a lot of times, yes, and they'll say, a lot of times they'll tell us there are going to be soldiers and they're going to be coming back. We'll try to get them back before midnight. And if people can come and bring them meals and stuff, you can't have them over because they're out doing whatever but do it. And it was like really funny because like we were, and like we said, okay, we'll do it. And we, like, we made up packets of food and stuff like that to bring them. And we knew where they were coming from. And like, you know, around midnight, so we sent, like, we went out to like, see if they were coming and they were coming and they had, they were like in Jeeps and they were like flashing red and yellow lights. And like, and my son was like, he was like two or three, and he goes, so we go and the like it's oh a need a fire. It's like you know, from fire when you just like these flashing lights coming. And he was like, <laughs> but so a lot of times, and so this is the minimum. And like I said, there are different reasons why. You should try to say the whole Haggadah. Even just read it. Even just, I definitely, definitely suggest it's worth investing in an interesting Haggadah. Okay. With, it might be a perush you like, it might be one that has stories, it might be one that has, whatever works for you. The Haggadah is one of the most commonly printed Jewish books. And it's, they're just like, you know, there are artistic ones and there are funny ones and there are children's ones and there are, you know, with Hasidic stories or with better, you know, with things from the Talmud, there are everything you want, you can find the Haggadah. And I, I definitely think it's worth the investment. Go to a book, good bookstore, and pick out a Haggadah that you like. And then especially if you're at a Seder where you might not always be enjoying the talk there, you have your Haggadah. So I definitely, definitely recommend it. No, because every year I use a different one. 
What? I buy, no, I mean, every once in a while I do, but I have so many in my house that I haven't even looked at yet that I thought would be cool, or I got presents, or uh, I know my husband, like, he was like, he helps somebody find the manuscripts, what he does, he works with, like, you know, manuscripts, and they're, they're giving him, like, this new thing, hot off the presses, so I'm going to have something to say, don't, don't, my God, I have some, a big surprise for you this year, so I don't know. And then, like for, like my grandchildren, there are like Haggadahs with you know with pictures of puppets and plastic and cartoon characters, and there's the emoji Haggadah and the Harry Potter Haggadah, and you can get a Haggadah. Yeah, I mean, some people think it's really bad taste. Some people like it. So, but seriously, get a Haggadah that you will enjoy. And like he would, like, like I don't know if there's any like relevance to it, but he was like go through all these different Haggado and like copy certain pages of things and like he established like he called it like our family Haggada and then like I don't know the concept of like every family making their own Haggada. I never heard, but it's a cool concept. Um, you know the Fida says that when we say and um. The whole door in every generation they try to annihilate us. And Hakarishwar who saves us, the people should go around and tell times that they would try to annihilate them and they were saved. Yeah, so what? No, it's no, but also people should say. Like I remember, and I remember like once we were there and like, and I go to my, see my kids are like nudging each other, whatever, what, what, what. Can we tell them about the time they shot in our school? Like, what? Are you in your school? Can we tell them? Yeah, it's, it's unfortunately, a lot of things are hardcore. <laughs> unfortunately, but like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, because that's the whole point. The point is, but that's the point of Jewish history. Mm -hmm. And every generation they try to annihilate us, and Hashem saves us. Okay, now, okay, now, um, page 32. Page 32. We are going to start saying Hallel. Hallel is going to be said in two parts the first part before the meal. The second part after the meal, okay? So we start off, hallelujah, hallelujah, de Hashem, these are the parts of hallelujah that are talking about the past redemption. The second part of hallelujah is going to talk about after the meal is the future. That's pretty much how the Seder is divided. And now we take the cup in our hands, okay? We say, Asher Alana, we say the bracha who has saved us, redeemed us from Egypt, and brought us to this night for Ray Prihadafen and drink the second cup of wine while you cry. Yeah. There's a story that Page 34, I'm sorry, 32-33. Yes. Oh, and Right, and a lot of people top it up. Also, a lot of times stuff spilled, whatever. Okay. Yeah. It's split. Hallel is split. This is the first bit of Hallel. I'm sure you do, because that's what it says in the Haggadah. You probably didn't notice it. Oh, okay. 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 So Hallel is split here. 
the beginning, which is said now, and the end, which is going to be said after the meal. What we're about to say is hello. Right. Hello, part one. Yeah. Okay. Now, after we drink the second cup of matzah, we wash. Now, this is real washing for bread, matzah in this case. Okay. So we wash with a bracha. And now we have the mitzvah of eating matzah. Eating matzah is the only Torah mitzvah to eat something when there's no Beit HaMikdash. Four cups of wine are rabbinic. Maror in the time that we don't have a Korban Pesach is rabbinic because it says you should eat the Korban Pesach on matzah and maror. Matzah mm -hmm. is also written in another place you should eat matzah. Mm -hmm. So today, matzah is the only one. And because of this, we get ballistic, okay? And a kezayat is not an olive. A kezayat becomes like this pizza pie-sized <laughs> matzah, okay? I, I gave you here shearing measures and minimums. So we have minimum quality. They say one-third of an average machine-made matzah. Some people say two-thirds. Some people go yeah, up. Some people say even a whole machine no, matzah like, or, or half of a big shmur, a hand matzah. What kind of matzah should we use, first of all? Shmura. But there's hand shmura and there's machine shmura. There's a difference of opinion, okay? Those who say hand is better, say hand is better because you have the kavana and it should be made with the kavana. What does shmura mean? Garden. Garden. What was guarded? The wheat, right. The wheat was garbage from the time of harvesting, as opposed to regular matzah where the, it wasn't, okay? We're just from the time that you began to knead it. Okay, and also shmura matzah where we have the kavana. So hand, you get better kavana. On the other hand, the machine is made much faster and you have much less room for human error. So there's big machloket and People can argue, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, if you have a very strict preference, find out the Seder you're going, if they'll feel comfortable with you bringing whatever you have, okay? And which more, which which texture, and which, it's like a, like a whole thing, okay? And I have a brother-in-law who's about Shuba, but when he married my sister, he was like a pressure box tumor. Now they've been married for their grandchildren, but like at the time, and my parents and my parents have Chabad matzah. And he's also an engineer. So he's like that kind of a head, right? And I remember he said, these people miss the Zman of Shema by two hours. Do you want me to trust them for 18 minutes? Mouth to the engineer would say, <laughs> but he ate machine. Yeah, he was like, I don't, I don't know if it is, you know, I, I don't trust there's no human error. It's so funny. Like, they got married at the beginning of these times. Like, I didn't like, I was like getting to know it. <laughs> Well, it was like, yeah, from the time she added it to the air. Okay, you know. <laughs> but you still eat only machines. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's children eat hand. Okay, so that's the matzah. Matzah is eaten by Hatseba. So you wash, say the bracha hamotzi lechem min ha'aret, 
אשר כבשון זאתה בציבן הוא על אכילה עשה, you should not eat the matzah, I mean you should eat the matzah very quickly, okay, we're talking about, you know, probably about four minutes, you can probably go up to eight minutes, but you have a big piece of matzah here. The matzah should not have anything on it. Like you don't put, like normally challah, we put on salt and stuff, you don't put anything on it. Okay, so you're, it's just like, you know, everyone just starts, sits there and punches. Yeah. So wait, you have the top matzah, the half of the, the other half of the other component, and then the bottom of which matzah do you eat? The top, the top matzah. Now, also, good point. Now, wait, obviously, if you're having a lot of people, it's not going to be enough. So everyone can get like a token piece from the matzah on the plate. You don't have to, because you don't have to. And then you have boxes of matzah, like on the side, and everybody right, takes their, because otherwise there's no way you'll have enough. Besides for Kaddish uh, at the beginning, like the for Kaddish at the beginning, do they have any special, is that like a special goal of like certain things they have to do that no. other people don't have to do? No, it's not an official role. Okay. Right, exactly. And you don't even have to have an official Right, that you don't have to have an official. <laughs> you have to have the person who makes care, but it doesn't have to be. Right. So with the top matzo, like not like oh the leaders should get it and everyone else. No, 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 no. So, so you mentioned that like everyone has their own like matzo plate in front of them. So for people who do that, do you just eat like their matzo? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the amount they need, and then put it back. The amount they need, but the amount they need is a lot. And then you put a glass in there. Yeah, yeah, you can do whatever you want with it. Okay, now, Horech. Horech is in the time of the Beit Hamigdash. It says, Zecher, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Maror. Okay, Maror, wait, Matzah? Okay, Maror. Maror, okay, we're not going to make a bracha because we had in mind the bracha from the Karpas. And now, Maror, the Maror is eaten without required. Because it's talking about being not free. And now korech, what does the word korech mean? Wrap. Wrap. Well, it's not a stamp, it, it's, it's a wrap. Wrap, right. So, okay, so you're wrapping or you know, the sandwich, the matzah and the maror. And we're saying, this is what Hillel did in the time of the Beit Hamigdash. He would wrap the matzah. And we've dropped most, most many texts here say the Pesach matzah moral, which makes more sense. So basically, it was like a shawarma. He was right. Mm -hmm. It was like, think about it, it's really good. Yeah. It was like sort of like a tortilla, a rafa, with lamb and lettuce. It was very, okay. As it says, al matzotum rorim yochlu, this still also, because this is one of the ways to do it. This has to be a kazayat of matzah, kazayat of moral. Okay, now what about Haroset? Where does Haroset come into the picture? The Gemara says that Haroset is used to take the, the edge off of the marrow. <clears throat> so we dip, but we don't eat. Okay, we take the maror. We It's like a, like a stalk of lettuce. It's easier to do, obviously, with lettuce than with horseradish. We dip it. We wipe it off. 
Afterwards, you can eat as much as you want. Mm -hmm. But for the and again, you're eating romaine lettuce. It's not like terribly. So you have to wipe it off. Yeah. What do you mean, like put it on and like dump it out? Or what? Yeah, do it with your hand, like very, you know, on the plate, sort of like that. You know, like like that. Okay, like that. Huh. You're you're not washing. It's not like checking for bugs, making sure there's no minuscule <laughs> tiny drop. We see the lettuce with the frozen. You take lettuce. No, you take lettuce. Okay, I take my lettuce, I dip it into the harosin, and then I go like that. Okay? Do you have to do this? Yes. Well, first, I, I tell people not to do it. Like, I go to Ferrari, they like, so when you have one bigger, then they don't do that. They just like, but they like, oh, we can have a roast, but first, I was like, no, horseradish, but not, this is harosin. Harosin. you dip in what? You're not in. Okay. Yeah. Because the harosin isn't there to eat. The harosin is there to just take off the, but the moral, since the moral is a mitzvah, you're supposed to eat it unadulterated. So why do you do the harosin then? Because it's supposed to take off. Because even when Hashem is bitter to us, it gives you a little sweetness. Oh. The, the moral, which is lettuce. It can be. Yeah. Okay. During the Korech, some people eat the horse rad, do, do it again with the harosmith. This time we don't, we don't need to eat it out. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. And afterwards, you can eat as much as you want. Not like. Not afterward, you can eat the whole meal of it. You can just yeah. sit there and eat it like, you know, out of a bowl, like soup, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And now we have the meal. Some people start off with eating the egg from the plate and other people eat eggs. It's all, it's, now on, that's it. Eat the meal custom. According, and according to the halacha, people find ways around it, but according to the halacha, you should have at least finished the Afikomen by Chatzot. That's like 1220-ish, something like that. You look it up, usually you between. Will you be at the Afikomen at the end of the meal? It's around like 12, 1230, 40, something like that. Yeah, I mean, there are some people, like with Herschel Schachter, let's call it YU, he was stricter. He said that you should finish eating all four cups. And like his son, who's Rav Shai Shafter, the shear that he gave on Wai Torah. And he said, like, sometimes it wasn't even daylight saving, you know, it was the winter time. And we said he would go back to the Shiva. And we like to see Shiva. And everyone would go around, when was your Seder go to? And then people would say three and four and all that. And he would say 1130. Yeah. And like, you know, because his father was really mafmir that yeah. he finished the whole Seder. By Chatzot, and it was like, and then like, people were like, like, what kind of a home does he come from? <laughs> and like, his father's like one of the greatest Tommy de Chachamim in America, like on you know, the Rosh Kohel. But like, it was like, what kind of a house do you go from? Like, you know, your Seder was finished. But the truth is that the fact that you have to finish things doesn't mean, and, and the, the Rambam talks about talking, telling the story of Egypt all night. There are people who stay up all night and Okay, but the meal should be finished by Chatzot, Afikomen, which is the end of the meal. We end the meal with Afikomen, okay, which means you bring back the matzah. And again, 
everybody eats a kezayat of matzah while reclining. If the afikoman got lost, one year one of my kids ate it. She kind of didn't understand the concept. <laughs> and like, we told her, can you watch this? And she, oh <laughs> and back here, we said, I tell him, Mori Osborne's going Okay, but it's, it's not a problem. It gets lost, it gets whatever. And, but everyone eats a kezayat. Now, it says in the halacha, the afikoman should not be eating achilad dasa, which means it shouldn't be eating disgustingly which means you pace yourself at the meal, knowing that you're gonna have another kezai, a matzah at the end, okay, so what? It's in the Shulchan Aruch, it's in the Gemara, it's all over, it's not a, okay, actually rad gasa, like it's really, you shouldn't be eating it disgusting. It's a beautiful night of matzah on Really? Because you have matzah, you have korech, and you have afikoma. Oh, you have to have a kezai of matzah. Oh my God, this is almost awesome. Yes, it is. It's a, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, the peanuts, one third of the machine, they just basically just want to stay natural. One third of a machine. That's, that's, that's a minimum opinion. Yeah. So if you follow that, it's not that much. What? Yeah, you know, take it. I mean, most of it. And maybe the olive is bigger. And maybe it goes by weight. Wait, wait, I'm telling you, if you take every formula we could think of, because it's like the only mitzvah that we have of eating something from the Torah, which is why anyone for whom it will be difficult or dangerous or unhealthy or whatever, there is so much room for leniency here. Yes. No, not of the morrow. The first dipping is the karpas. And the second dipping is the moral. The carpas is just representing the, the tears, the sadness. Like yeah. The, the moral is, is representing the oppression. Uh, okay. But you, you're gonna have you're gonna have classes about the more the like I'm doing more of the dry run, just give you the okay. Okay, um Shulchan Orech. Now, Birkata, we, we finished eating already. Yeah. We talked about the roast meat or whatever. We talked about that last time. Right. I mean, I will, I will tell you every year, every, every, every year, I like spend like two or three days cooking and overdo it, of course, because all these people are coming and they're going to be like, you know, the Haggadah and it's so late and everyone's going to be so hungry and everyone's going to be so hungry. But of course they're not because they just ate this, all these, these massive amounts of matzah and maror. And they're also, you're not supposed to eat the afikomen achilagasa. And then I, I sit there and they're in the kitchen. They're like, I don't believe I cooked for three days and nobody's eating anything. Yeah. And then my husband will say something like, like, oh, it looks really good. You know, if it didn't say in the Shulchan Aruch about Achil Adasa, I would eat more. <laughs> like, and you think that that's like a romantic thing to say. But no, but it's true. But I, I mean, I always, all, but then we have the whole Chalhamoi, you eat stuff, so it's okay. Like I just always am standing there with like these big pots around me and like, Right, I probably would make your your roots right. I would probably make five times as much if I had to do it for two nights. Yes. I know, I know, I know. I have I have second generation Holocaust survivor syndrome, definitely. Okay. 
So, um, Tzafun, okay, now Birkat HaMazon is said over the third cup of wine. Normally, Birkat HaMazon, only the person who is, you know, saying the Birkat HaMazon, the one who's Mizamin has a cup. Here, every single person has a third cup of wine in front of him. So everyone is saying Birkat HaMazon over a cup of wine. Birkat HaMazon drinks the third cup of wine. What is Barrett? Okay. We then say open the okay, the cup of Eliyahu. Why a cup of Eliyahu? Because there's the machlok, there's a difference of opinion. Should there be four cups or five cups? So what? We learned about the concept of a missing thing. Okay, so, you, you talked about that? that? Okay, good. Very, so very brief. Have we already had four? We've had three. Okay, right. So the fifth yeah. cup of wine we pour for Eliyahu. There were those from the time of Rav Kasher who felt that now in the time of the state of Israel, we should, so there are people who drink a fifth with the, now with the, the return, because the fifth one is, and I shall bring them into the land of Israel. Until now we didn't, Rav Kasher, and others are going, but like there are a lot of Zionist rabbis felt that, but it, it never really made it into ritual. But there are people who do it if you happen to see it. Otherwise, what we do is we say it's the cup of Gi'ulas, we pour it for Eliyahu Nabi, custom to open the door. It's we don't we don't have to believe that he drinks from the water, the wine. It's not like Santa Claus, it's not okay. It's the idea is Eliyahu comes. I always wonder, what do you do with the, that wine after you like, drink the door? You don't you use the wine. So just pour it down you, you can drink it. You can, no, some people make Kiddush on it the next day. Like put in a little more or pour it off, say Kiddush on it the next yeah. day. I, I don't know. I think it sounds like the kind of thing. Leave it overnight? Yeah, and then make Kiddush the next day. You can't, you can't drink the wine that's going to have to So you cover it. But then if you don't cover it, then it doesn't evaporate, doesn't look like Eliza drank it. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> The kind of thing that somebody should have made up a score around, but they didn't. <laughs> Nobody did. But, okay, but definitely don't use Shemitah wine. So you don't know what Eliyahu holds my Shemitah. So. Okay, you can tell that at your say there. <laughs> if you go to a say there, oh, I was Eliyahu going to drink Hesed wine? Is it going to be going to some It's going to be Badas. What wine is Eliyahu going to drink? No, we're pouring it before. Yes. Page 41. Page 41, as soon as you've drank the third. Okay, there's a custom to open the door. Here there's a custom, they say you're going to get married if you're here. Okay. If you open the door, children It's a custom. It's a custom. Okay, these are all custom. Okay, we open up the cup for Eliyahu Hanabi. When? You cut up and zone it before before we bend. What do you do? After we eat the what? After we eat the homer. Wait, what are what is that? Yeah. What are you doing? 
I think that's what is that like your oh, you're fighting? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, now, after this, we pour the fourth cup of wine, and that's going to be the cup of Hallel. Okay. Fourth cup of wine. And now we continue the Hallel. Wait, so you do the third, you bench, you, you pour the third cup, you bench, then you pour. No, then you drink the third cup. You you drink the third cup after. Bikata Mazon. And then. And, this is, and you don't even take notes because it's all written in the Haggad. Okay, all written so in then, every Haggad. And then you pour the cup for right, the Right, right. Something right before Bikata Mazon or just generally? Right before Bikata Mazon. I mean, like, like at every meal, just it's done for everyone. Now, during the meal, if you want, you can drink as much wine as you want. No, there are some people who four cups of wine that, that like it's four one and a half ounces is not what it's not that much and you can you you're allowed to have wine during the meal if you want allowed to have wine during the meal oh that's a very good question many people have the custom and many people hold the cup like this Yes, yes. Like this. Okay. Chabad even doesn't have, they think yeah. Chabad says the cup of mitzvah shouldn't be like a stem yeah. with a stem. And they think it should be a cup that you're actually holding the wine in your hand. So it's like that. Yeah. There are, there are people who do it, but it's very, but, but most people can't. But most people can't do wrong. And like I told you, Rav Soloveitchik's father's story, which is... Right. Right, right, which is so traumatic, yeah. Okay. Right. It was like, I, my son was like, you know, he said, I remember telling this to like my son was like, and he was like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like the computer game and I can get, I can get to the end and you have to start over and then it happens oh, again yeah. and you have to like keep going back and like start over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Hallel. Okay, Hallel starts on page uh, 43 and then goes... Hallel, and then afterwards we add Nishmat and the big Hallel. All these things should be familiar for you from davening. And then on page 50, Boretri Hagafen, drink the fourth cup. And then you say, Bracha over the last two cups of wine. Some Sfardim do not say a Bracha over cup two and four, because they say cup two still falls under cup one. Right, that's yeah. what you do, okay? And mm -hmm. cup four still falls under cup three. So I don't you don't remember, <laughs> but you'll you'll see. But do you yeah. all use the we same haggad? But you have a haggad that you if you use a spidey haggad, yeah. then it'll be there. There aren't very many differences between Ashkenazi and Sparty oh, haggadas, and some will even say Sparty don'ts or something like that. Okay. Yeah. No, they don't say the the bracha. Right. No, Bishona. Okay, so that's, there are very few. And in the Hallel, there are slight differences. So if you, but there are most Haggadahs are like bipartisan, whatever. They're both Ashkenazi stuff. What? Right, but exactly. Everything is written in the Haggadah. It's about the Haggadah. It's ridiculous. It's about the Haggadah. It's Ashkenaz. It's Ashkenaz. Yeah, but it's Ashkenaz. Like, that's so stupid. Why is the Bamba Haggadah Ashkenaz? 
That is it's ridiculous. You know exactly what you're talking about. Like I go with the Bamba baby on it and the Bamba baby in Egypt and the Bamba and they have no and they have no and they have pyramid Bamba. It comes with it comes with that you you buy it like in a, a package and it's like there's this pyramid Bamba and the Bamba Hanada. I haven't I thought last year, but I don't have it. Yeah, it's still have it. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. The Bamba Hagada, right? With it, with the pyramid, so you can like, yeah, that's very cool. Okay, with the Bamba pyramid, and um, yeah, that's what that's what they have again. I'm sure every year they have a new gimmick. Okay, Mirza. Okay, fourth cup of wine, Berkat Hamazon, and then the songs at the end. Some people have a custom to say Shir Hashirim after that. Right. Again, right, because the songs are like fun songs, and that's something the kids want to stay awake for. Yeah. Definitely. Well, some people kind of naturally do. Okay, do we want to go to Rummy Levy now? Yeah. Because some people felt that if we were in Yerushalayim, that that's not enough, because we're in Yerushalayim. It's very easy to get to Yerushalayim today, but it's not built. We don't have the Beit Hamigdash. It's, it's kind of pointless if we don't have the Korban Pesach. Either one is could be. I don't know, but it, it's an interesting. It's, it's an interesting survey to do. So there is a song that like, is you allowed to have songs as part of your movie? Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 No, because they had the Korban Pesach. The problem is we don't have the Beit HaMikdash, but we have the Korban Pesach. Okay. Uh, any other questions before we go to Ramadan? Any other press 